When you see the photographs of Keep Porty Tidy, many of them show groups of people waving their litter-picking sticks proudly in the air. I was astonished to hear just how many people are involved, at least on the Facebook group. This is very important work, especially when the beach and prom have been especially busy. But there's so much more to this group of volunteers than just collecting litter of all kinds. There's a smaller group who take the idea of keeping Porty Tidy to heart and do so much more than was ever written on the tin, so to speak. Two of them are Colin Cornwall and Chris Cowie. But when I met up with them this week, it was clear that even folk like these were overwhelmed by the debris dumped by the recent storms, and as Colin made clear, that mess will be up to the council to sort out. Yep, you're telling me, David. The day after the storm, <laughs> I came down to the beach, and uh, what I saw was difficult to comprehend, really. It's the worst I've ever seen it. You must have thought this is not a job for us. I think it was too much for any one person, certainly, but um, too much for Keep Port Tidy. At the moment, there's so much on the beach that I think the council tractor has been out. It's made a huge difference, but there's still an awful lot to be done. I think I heard you saying recently, David, you think about three foot of sand. My wife is five foot one, and it was over the top of her head. When she stood against the wall, um, it was higher. So I would go as far as to say, in some parts of the beach, as much as five foot of sand has gone. You can't now walk along the sand without having to scale the, the groin. There's so much sand gone, so... I don't know what's going to happen there. Um, the council are going to have to put some sand back, or whoever it is. Uh, I don't know who's responsible for that. But, um, yeah, it's just the worst I've ever seen it. Anyway, we're not really here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the work that you and Chris Cowie have been doing to really brighten up the whole of Portobello. People think of Keep Porty Tidy as litter-picking, but it's not, is it? It started off primarily as a litter-picking group. But yeah, it's as, as time has gone on, it's become involved in a, a, an awful lot more than that. Personally, um, I do a lot of weeding, graffiti removal, as does Chris Cowie. We have a lot of equipment in the Keep Potty Tidy shed. We've got spades, shovels, hoes, a wheelbarrow, probably do with another one, basically for weeding the gutters and the pavements. And for sand removal on the prom, although not after the recent storm, but uh, yeah, we've been involved in an awful lot of things. We now have a supply of paint, which I work very closely with my, my colleague Chris Cowie. And it's probably mainly Chris and I that are doing a lot of graffiti removal. The others tend to, to focus more on the keeping potty tidy. That's what we're all about. I mean, it, it's very important because it's a never-ending job, really. Chris, so, how, did, how did you get involved? really started about six years ago when I retired from teaching and I just saw so much graffiti around the place and I just didn't like it. Portobello is a very proud place and it's just not nice to have all those tags littered around the place. So I somehow got hold of some paint from the council, very gratefully, and I started painting over bits of communications boxes and telephone boxes and litter bins and walls, all sorts of things and covering over the graffiti and just restoring things to what they what they should look like. And it kind of grew from there because we started looking at other items that could be painted. And I myself expanded onto a police box in Morton Street that was badly graffitied. And I just painted it grey to begin with, just to get rid of all the graffiti. 
And while I expected someone to come along and say, no, you can't do that, nobody moved. So there was no objection, so I then painted it blue. And it has gone on from strength to strength, and it's, it's looking thing lovely is, now. The interesting thing is it's beyond that, because you also essentially took over the gardening of that as well, began planting bulbs and all that sort of thing. Absolutely. I, I really just thought it would be nice in the, in the springtime if a couple of bulbs could come up either side of the box. So I happily set about planting some bulbs, and I suddenly heard a, a voice behind me asking what on earth I was doing. And they said, oh, well, we've got some bulbs as well, so we'll bring some along. And it, it just it started expanding. There was another neighbour that came along and said, yes, I've got some plants that could go in there, and we could start going down the sides. And before we knew it, we'd encompassed the whole triangle, which was amazing, really. And it's, as, it's gone on from strength to strength. This summer, it was just looking wonderful. Colin, there are some long-term, really long-term projects that you both are involved with. For example, you are trying to get the graffiti out from underneath the railway bridge at Brighton Place. Yeah, and that's a bigger task than I, um, I first thought it was. I've started it and I will finish it. Yeah, I'm going to have to be careful. My first thought was, yeah, just to remove the graffiti, but, you know, a lot of people are saying, what's the point, because people will just come along and do it again. That kind of attitude it does irk me a bit. I mean, we have to do something. Kind of deflate you a bit? No, it doesn't deflate me, you know. It just makes me wonder, well, what on earth do these people think we should do? Just do nothing and, you know, it's just going to look bad forever. But if I clean it off, then I would really like for a mural to be done on the wall. And I'd love to try and involve local schools. I was talking to Chris earlier on today, and I'd really love for um, Tower Bank and Duddingston to maybe do a side each under that tunnel. It can be quite an involved um, situation when you want to get school pupils to do something. You know, there's all sorts of uh, considerations to take into account. So... That's maybe one for better weather um, in the summer. Yeah. And Chris, you've been looking at the footbridge at the top of Morton Street. Yes, indeed. That was another place that was covered in graffiti. It was so soul-destroying to, to see it like that. It used to be a beautiful old iron bridge until the, the railway bridge was heightened for electrification or something. But they put this horrible thing in, in its place and it's just been the focal point for all sorts of tags and graffiti. So I've decided to paint over the graffiti and put my own little mural in there. Again, I was going to involve the schools asking about getting the kids to paint or, or draw a train with passengers, with whatever. But just as, as Colin says, trying to get involved in the schools is a very difficult, long process. So, Despite your teaching background? Absolutely. I, I know it gets more and more complicated with rights and responsibilities and health and safety and all sorts of things. However, there was a, a neighbour who had said that the idea was lovely and they had a couple of young kids. So I said, well, would those little young kids like to draw the train? And I will use that train as a bit of a, a stimulus or a bit of a, a background to get that train painted. The two girls did a couple of lovely pictures of trains with trucks in the back. And they also had things like tennis balls because they were interested in the tennis. They do water polo, so they had a water polo goal and balls floating about the place. So I thought that's a lovely idea to put into the, the trucks or the carriages at the back. People keep inspiring me to put more in it. Somebody came past yesterday with a surfboard. 
So I thought, right, that's a good idea. It's a very much a local thing, so I'll put a, a surfboard in. And somebody previously had said, oh, you should put some cats and dogs in there because there's, well, there's so many dog walkers that, that go past. So I've got a truck full of dogs as well. I've got some wild water swimmers in there too. So now the challenge is possibly to get those four carriages finished. People are asking, are you going all the way up with the bridge? So it sounds like I might just have to. <laughs> we'll see. That's going to be difficult to reach. Oh, definitely. You need a hand with that, I think. Yes, please. Well, ladders, well, I didn't volunteer. Ladders required. Yeah. <laughs> that raises an interesting question, Colin, about yeah. whether you want more people to get involved in these longer-term projects, be it gardening, be it painting, or, or what have you. There's a lot of people have joined the Keep Potty Tidy Facebook page. I think there's 870-odd oh. people. But of course, you never, ever get any more than maybe a dozen. Is that sort of hardcore? Yeah, of course, anybody's anybody's welcome to join us. I've got quite a lot of people going through their Duke of Edinburgh Award schemes just now, so I'm meeting up with um, two or three younger people towards the end of this week, actually. I've got three people that seem to benefit from doing it, though. That, that's good. And that there's actually there's people from all sorts of backgrounds, people with mental health issues. I've been taking one or two people out. It's been of enormous benefit to them. I mean, I can see a, a huge change in, in some of the people that come out with us. So you don't have to have any anything wrong to come out and litter pick, you know, but <laughs> it's it's a good way of switching off from the day-to-day reality and just kind of zoning out, doing something good for the community. People are surprised how much they enjoy it. We've got a lot of corporate groups that I meet up with at the Keep Porty Tidy Shed. They can be anything from, you know, financial institutions, banks to, well, more recently, the Potty Vaults, the bar on the high street. They've been very good. It kind of makes you proud of the people of Potty. Yeah, very, very. There's a lot of people take great pride in how Potty Bell looks and, and they want only the best for it. So although Chris and I get a lot of plaudits and people saying well done, there are a lot of other people in the background, an awful lot. Mm. Greta Elliott deserves some recognition as well because she's very good. I know you've spoken to her before. She organises a lot of the admin side. I'm very grateful to everybody behind the scenes. We wear the tabards and we go out and people see us, but there's a lot of people behind the scenes that do things that make it all work. So it's a team effort. These are genuine community heroes whose efforts don't get reported, respected or rewarded enough. Next week, I hope to hear about some unsung heroines, the women of Porty who in their time were well-known and celebrated, but who are today largely forgotten. As usual, if you've ideas for future episodes, then you can reach us through social media or by email at theportypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a lovely week.